0: No purchase necessary void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Bill Barr says stop using the Justice Department as a political weapon. This is PM Orlando, where we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I'm Michael Yaffe.
3: And I'm Larry Spillman. Our top stories this afternoon, the biggest drug bust in Brevard County history. 501 on News Radio 93.1. What's described as the biggest drug bust ever on the space coast was announced today by Sheriff Wayne Ivey, as Governor Ron DeSantis and Attorney General Ashley Moody looked on. Sheriff Ivey says 104 arrest warrants have been issued, and his deputies are out rounding up those accused.
2: If you've had a chance to come up to the table to my left, to your right, each of you have seen the quantity of of narcotics, over almost three pounds of fentanyl. That is enough fentanyl to kill
4: everyone in Brevard County. That's frightening.
3: Sheriff Ivey says the accused drug dealers were motivated solely by greed, preying on the addictions of others. There's no word on the condition of two men who were stabbed at a Winter Park law office this morning. It's not clear who those men are and what led to the incident. One person has been taken into custody. In Washington, Attorney General William Barr is feeling the heat from Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee as he testifies before lawmakers about his handling of the Mueller report.
5: Hawaii Democratic Senator Mazie Hirono used her allotment of time to accuse Attorney General Barr of condoning the president's alleged obstruction of justice. And that brought this rebuke from Judiciary Committee Chairman Lindsey Graham.
6: Listen, you've slandered this man. Yeah, what Everybody I sort of want to know is, is how, do get, how do we get to this point? Yeah. I do and, not
1: think so, that I'm slandering get to the point anyone. Where the, oh,
6: all all I, I can, can say. Mr. I, Chairman,
1: I am minutes. done. Thank you very and much.
6: You. Democratic
5: Senator Patrick Leahy called Barr's testimony at a House hearing last month concerning the Mueller report purposely misleading. At the White House, John Decker, Fox News.
3: In Tallahassee, the state house has passed a bill that allows school districts to choose whether trained teachers can volunteer to carry guns. Dane Eagle stresses this is voluntary. There is no line where we are handing out guns to teachers that walk through a door. Fellow representative Cindy Polo feels the policy is wrong.
0: I don't believe that having more weapons in classrooms gets it right. I think we continue to get it wrong.
3: The bill updates the school safety and security bill passed last year by implementing recommendations from the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Public Safety Commission. The Senate has already passed its version. Defective airbags can explode, spraying metal fragments that can cause injury or death. An Orlando woman, Hyan Tran, was killed about five years ago. million unrepaired vehicles are still on the road in Florida. Chris Freeman with Fiat Chrysler U.S. says it's easy to determine if your car's airbag has been recalled. First, get your vehicle's VIN number
7: they take that number, visit checktoprotect.org, type that number in the window in the middle of the screen, and right away comes back any and all open recalls for that vehicle. So you can find out immediately, and there's no doubt whether or not you have an open recall or not.
3: All recall repairs are free. The National Safety Council has designated May as Airbag Recall Repair Month. And Nicholas Cruz's public defenders won off his school shooting case.
8: The attorneys want the judge to remove them, saying Cruz should hire a private lawyer with the more than $430,000 he may be getting from his late mother's life insurance policy. Relatives of the Parkland victims like Debbie Hickson getting emotional as they plead with the judge to keep the public defenders on in order to ensure there are no further delays.
1: And to make us wait longer for a judgment is just... It's unbearable.
8: The judge is taking the motion under consideration but wants the public defenders to continue until she rules. Cruz has pleaded not guilty but says he would change his plea for a life sentence. Wendy Grossman, Fort Lauderdale.
3: And read about a former school superintendent who defecated while jogging, suing police over mugshot. That story at WFLAOrlando.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, at WFLA Orlando. WFLA news time is 5.05 p.m. Orlando with Michael Yaffe continues now.
0: News, weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio.
7: This is PM Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA.
2: Yes, it is another edition of PM Orlando where we talk about the latest national and local breaking news. Here are the big stories for today that we are going to cover. William Barr, the Attorney General, has testified before Congress defending himself against Democratic attacks. The other big story of the day we're going to get to SunRail, five-year anniversary. Although most people listening probably see SunRail when they're stopped at the crossing more than they actually see it by riding it ridership is still pretty low we'll get to that and venezuela still in chaos can the interim president ever take power so those are the big stories we're going to get to the first big story as i mentioned bill barr testifying to congress here's a little bit of a recap from our news partners at fox news radio on that of William Barr's testimony to the
0: Senate Judiciary Committee, the Attorney General has finished testifying for the first time in front of Congress since last month's release of a redacted version of the special counsel's Russia report. I'm Jared Halpern on Capitol Hill, where a couple of Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee say it's time for the Attorney General to resign.
1: Now, the American people know that you are no different from Rudy Giuliani or Kellyanne Conway or any of the other people who sacrificed their once. Decent reputation for the grifter and liar who sits in the Oval Office.
0: Hawaii Democrat Maisie Hirono accused Barr of lying to Congress. California Democrat Kamala Harris says Barr has not been objective.
1: Has the president or anyone at the White House ever asked or suggested that you open an investigation of anyone? Yes or no, please, sir.
6: Um, The president or anybody else.
1: Seems you would remember something like that and be able to tell us.
6: Yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to grapple with the word suggest. I mean, uh, there have been discussions of, of matters out there that uh, they have not asked me to open an investigation. But Perhaps
1: they've suggested? I don't know.
6: I wouldn't say suggest. Hinted? I, I don't know.
1: Inferred? You don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Committee Republicans, starting with Chairman Lindsey Graham, have demanded follow-up from Barr on how the Russia investigation started in the first place, citing vulgar and insulting text messages from FBI and Justice Department officials.
8: When the Mueller report is put to bed, and it soon will be, this committee is going to look long and hard at how this all started. We're going to look at the FISA warrant process. Did Russia provide Christopher Steele the information about Trump? that turned out to be garbage that was used to get a warrant on an American system citizen. And if so, how did the system fail?
2: We have more on that coming up, but we have one more thing too. That's some good news for you could be good news. It's the make your wallet. Great again, texting contest. The keywords coming up in just a second. Listen for that keyword, text it to 200, 200. You could win $1,000. That and Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. This is PM Orlando. It's five twelve right now on PM Orlando, and here's one of the top stories we are looking at for you. It is May Day, and that mean there that means there are protests going on around the world.
8: May Day, or International Workers' Day, was marked around the world
3: on May first. Most dramatically in Paris, France, where protesters clashed with police, resulting in injuries and over 200 arrests. Greece and other European countries also marked the day, all told some 66 nations around the world recognized the day as an official holiday. Russia, where there was always a big, well-orchestrated turnout, saw some 100,000 take part in a rally in Moscow. Many countries across the economically booming Asia marked the day. Folks demanding improved working conditions and wider labor rights. The day, in fact, actually originated in the U.S. with the labor action in 1886 in support of an eight-hour workday. In London, Greg Palcott. Fox
2: News. Updates on our top stories every 10 minutes here on PM Orlando. News, weather,
6: traffic. This is PM Orlando with
2: Michael Yaffe
6: on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. We prepared the letter for that purpose to state the bottom line conclusions. We used the language from the report to state those bottom line conclusions. I analogize it to announcing after an extended trial what the verdict of the trial is, pending release of the full transcript.
2: That is the Attorney General William Barr testifying to the Judiciary Committee, the Senate Judiciary Committee, earlier today. Lots of testimony, but the news really started before the testimony when the Washington Post came out with a bombshell report that says Robert Moore, special counsel, complained that Barr's letter, the original letter, the summary before he released the full report, which, by the way, reminder, the full report is out now. Can't really be a cover-up if the full report is out now. But that original letter, a couple weeks before the full report was released, Mueller complained that Barr's letter did not capture the context of Trump's probe. Well, that's not the end of the story, though, because Bill Barr actually spoke with Mueller on the phone and it wasn't that Barr put anything inaccurate in that summary. There's a little bit more to it. And Bill Barr actually explained this today in his testimony. Here's that.
6: I called Bob and said, you know, what's the issue here? Are you su-, and I asked him if he was suggesting that the March 24th letter was inaccurate. And he said, no, but that the press reporting had been inaccurate and that the press was reading too much into it and i asked him, you know specifically what his concern was and he said that his concern focused on his explanation of why he did not reach a conclusion on obstruction and he wanted more put out on that issue
2: all right so there you go but that did not stop democrats from really going after the attorney general one Democrat who got a lot of attention today for going after the attorney general, Senator Maisie Hirono, Democrat out of Hawaii. This is what she said.
1: You used every advantage of your office to create the impression that the president was cleared of misconduct. You selectively quoted fragments from the special counsel's report taking some of the most important statements out of context and ignoring the rest. You put the power and authority of the Office of the Attorney General and the Department of Justice behind a public relations effort to help Donald Trump protect himself. Finally, you lied to Congress. You told Representative Charlie Crist that you didn't know what objections Mueller's team might have to your March 24th so-called summary. You told Senator Chris Van Hollen that you didn't know if Bob Mueller supported your conclusions, but you knew you lied. And now we know.
2: But Senator Ted Cruz is not buying the Democrat argument.
1: Their
0: entire argument is General Barr. You suppressed the 19 pages that are entirely public, that we have, that we can read, that they know every word of it, and their complaint is it was delayed a few weeks. And that was because of your decision not to release the report piecemeal, but rather to release those 19 pages along with the entire 448 pages produced by the the special counsel. Yes. If that is their argument, I have to say that is an exceptionally weak argument, (laughs) because if you're hiding something, I'll tell you right now, General Barr, you're doing a very lousy job of hiding it because the thing that they're suggesting you hid, you released.
2: And Bill Barr obviously has had enough of the attacks from the Democrats, and he defended himself once again.
6: I didn't exonerate. I, I said that uh, we did not believe that there was sufficient evidence to establish an obstruction offense, which is the job of the Justice Department. And the job of the Justice Department is now over. That determines whether or not there's a crime. The report is now in the hands of the American people. Everyone can decide for themselves. There's an election in 18 months. That's a very democratic process. But we're out of it. And we have to stop using the criminal justice process as a political weapon.
2: So no doubt that this story is not going to go away anytime soon. Sunrail, if you live in the Orlando area, you know what that is, even if you've never ridden Sunrail. We're going to have a live report on that in just a moment. In Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. This is PM Orlando. Here's another headline for you, and you're going to want to pay special attention to this if you live anywhere near here. The start of hurricane season is a month away but there are already concerns about a system developing over the Bahamas. The National Weather Service says no development is expected right away, but there is a 20% chance that a tropical or subtropical system could form over the next five days. Updates in our top stories every 10 minutes here on WFLA. From News Radio 93.1, this is PM Orlando. All right, it is the five-year anniversary of SunRail, and Robert Guadarrama from Fox 35 is at one of the SunRail stations right now. Robert, how has SunRail been doing these past five years, and what is the future of the train service?
7: Boy, yeah, happy birthday, SunRail, and they are celebrating record numbers uh, for the month of March, as a matter of fact. Uh, You know, they're already celebrating this year, fiscal year, hitting more than a million riders, which is the most riders they've ever had in the five years. But uh, yeah, uh, definitely celebrating today as it uh, looks like ridership after a few years of falling ridership it's backed up, and it's back up in big numbers. Of course, you know, we've been talking about a lot of this has to do with the southern expansion. Those four stops down into southern Orange County and into Osceola County uh, added quite a bit. I believe about 250,000 riders uh, this year, and so that's contributing to this uh, record. But uh, even without that, We the the SunRail saw about 21,000 additional riders this year in the original stretch of railing. So it's looking good for them.
2: And um, I'm guessing they really need this good news because funding is going to run out soon and then the local governments are going to have to pick up the slack, right?
7: That's absolutely right. You know, for for seven years, so uh, the first five years and then two more years until 2021, the Sunrail will be funded and operated by uh, the state. So the state is currently operating Sunrail and paying for it. But uh, in 2021, that's a big year to kind of keep in your mind, because at that point, it does transfer over to local governments. And that means local taxpayers will be on the hook for footing the bill after that.
2: All right, Robert Guadarrama reporting uh, out of the Church Street Station, Sunrail Station, there on the five-year anniversary of Sunrail. You want to find out more on this story, you can watch Fox 35 News at 6 and 10 p.m. Robert, thanks so much. We'll talk to you again soon. You got it. Now, speaking of Sunrail, for one, I can't believe it's already been five years. Mercy. But it was five years ago when someone... In the control room right now, Tom Benson. Who me? Actually, because we were doing a report for the morning show That's here at right. Good Morning Orlando on That's WFLA, right. you actually got to ride SunRail and you were reporting from the train on that first day. You know, the first two things I remember about that
4: day is one, the ride was free, <laughs> and being <laughs> yeah. in radio, we always appreciate yep. that. No, of course. Secondly, there's a lot of talk around the SunRail line being a alternative to the I-4 project, which started later that year, I think within a couple months or so. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's been true or not because I-4 seems to be as busy as ever. So have you been on SunRail since since... then? No. No. (laughs) It it doesn't go my direction. I go go
2: east and west, and that goes north and south. Right. That is probably the biggest problem with SunRail. When you're dealing with the Orlando metro area, Unless you're working downtown or somewhere in that direction, Sunreel's not really convenient for a lot of people in this area. It's just not. Well, I do know of people who work in hospitals who use it a lot. Yeah, that's from what I understand. That that downtown and the hospitals on Mm -hmm. the route are the two biggest things that it's used for. But as Robert said before, until apparently last month, its ridership has not been very very high mm-hmm. you know and they need it to be better because they're going to run out of the funding as we mentioned the local governments will have to pick up the slack they expected it to be a lot higher than it has been but it's just not as convenient well one thing i think you can uh, count on is uh the fare will increase when the uh, subsidy yeah, stops i think so yeah. um which you know will still be a lot of cheaper for some people than taking another form of transportation cheaper on gas cheaper on wear and tear of your vehicle sure and yeah uh, well cheaper than like an uber if you had to take an uber every day too or Mm -hmm. something now one thing they have done is when they have certain special events downtown they will extend the hours And I, i think that's beneficial i think that's a good idea and i also think some people would like to see weekend use Yeah, I get every time we talk about that on the show, we get people that comment and say that, that Mm -hmm. you really need weekend use because that's when a lot of people want to go downtown. I have to admit, going downtown, it's convenient. I've never used it, but if I've ever thought about if I was the kind of person who went downtown for anything, I probably would think about using it because... It's a lot more convenient than having to find parking and drive down there and traffic and all of that. And
4: for people who live up north, uh,
2: jumping off in Winter Park on a Saturday or Sunday would be ideal. Yeah, that's true, too. It's just, you know, you have to live near one of the stations. That's the problem. So you would still have to drive to one of the stations to
0: That's chumbacasino.com.
5: No purchase necessary. group void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: To get to the other station, to get on the train and then go to Winter Park. I've always thought that if we wanted a train system to work in Orlando, you're going to have to have it eventually go to the airport and go to the theme parks.
7: Because
2: mm-hmm. that's where people are going a lot. You know, it already goes downtown, and that's one area. But a lot of people I know wish that they could take a train, especially to the airport because the traffic there can be kind of a nightmare, but also to to the theme park, so they don't have to drive there. So, but it doesn't look like that's gonna happen anytime soon. Uh, Larry Spillman coming at the bottom of the hour with more news. We have the Bloomberg Business Report coming up in two minutes, and of course, weather and traffic as well in two minutes. This is PM Orlando. Welcome back to the show. This is Pierre Orlando. I am Michael Yaffe joined by Larry Spillman in the studio. And if you are a smoker, and you like to go to Disney World, um, might, ha- might be out of luck, at least a little bit, and Larry Spillman has that story. Yes,
3: Mike, Disney's uh, Disney smoking ban inside its theme parks, including Walt Disney World, went into effect today. Any Disney guests who need to light up a cigarette will now need to do so at a designated smoking area located outside park entrances. E-cigarettes also fall under the ban. In addition to smoking, Disney is banning large strollers inside the parks. No stroller larger than 31 inches wide and 52 inches long will be allowed inside. The ban also includes stroller wagons used to carry kids and or belongings. I'm Alan Spector. Disney's Hollywood Studios theme park is celebrating its 30th anniversary today with special merchandise and food. There was a character cavalcade parade this morning down Hollywood Boulevard. A new projection show debuts tonight outside the Chinese Theater. Wonderful world of animation features scenes from many animated Disney films, including Sleeping Beauty and The Incredibles. Central Florida's commuter rail system is celebrating its fifth anniversary today. SunRail spokesman Steve Olson says onward and upward.
0: Our ridership for this fiscal year, and the fiscal year began in July. We're over a million people already. A lot of that success can be attributed to us opening four stations uh, that cover southern Orange County all the way down into southern Osceola County. But we've also noticed that ridership on the north side is is picking up as well.
3: SunRail began five years ago as a 32-mile system with a dozen stations in three counties. Today, the system has grown to 49 miles in 16 stations, in four counties, and SunRail has increased its service schedule to 40 trips per day. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. In South Florida, a Doral restaurant is once again the gathering place where Venezuelans living in Florida can get the latest news from home
7: many believe the changes coming to Venezuela could be just the beginning. I think this is the tip of of the iceberg. If democratic reforms come to Venezuela, then Nicaragua, Bolivia and Cuba could be next. I think it's it's the
0: perfect time for uh, us as Latin Americans to become united and say no more to communism and the left wing.
4: For now, it's just people coming together for a good meal and a chance to share optimism about the change that may be on the horizon. Rory O'Neill, Doral.
3: Troops overseas will get to see the latest, hottest new film thanks to a woman from Florida. Kathleen Lancaster recently sent a tweet to Disney CEO Bob Iger suggesting he set up a special screening of Avengers Endgame for those deployed overseas. Iger last week thanked her for the suggestion and announced the film will be screened at bases in Afghanistan and Qatar. Meanwhile, we're saluting our troops as Military Appreciation Month kicks off.
5: Designated as a yearly holiday by Congress back in 1958, May 1st is Loyalty Day. It's
8: essentially a day set aside for the reaffirmation of loyalty to the United States and just to reflect on the proud heritage of our American freedom.
5: F-22 Raptor pilot Major Paul Lopez says a simple gesture matters to the men and women who put their lives on the line to protect us.
8: Sometimes you just don't know what to say, but I think you can go a long way. He
5: also suggests you ask about their job and why they joined the military. I'm Eric Rodriguez.
3: And finally, for a limited time, Miami-based Burger King is offering real meals because nobody is happy all the time. Burger King restaurants in Miami, Austin, Seattle, Los Angeles, and New York City are offering a pissed meal, blue meal, salty meal, or DGAF meal. The new menu options starting today and are part of a partnership with Mental Health America for Mental Health Awareness Month. High school students stage walkout over blackface videos. Read about it on our website at wflaorlando.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. 537 on News Radio 93.1 PM Orlando continues now.
0: Trusco Bank has hometown checking with free debit card and online
6: banking. Member FDIC. News, weather, traffic. This is PM Orlando with Michael Yaffe on News Radio
4: 93.1 WFLA. Well, Michael, we have an Aunt Becky update here. Uh Oh, (laughs) Here's the latest. Uh, Actress uh, Lori Laughlin thinks that uh, going to trial and having the opportunity to tell her side of the story is going to save her reputation. According to a report in People magazine, Of course, uh, she and her husband, they're accused of paying $500,000 to grease the wheels at the University of Southern California so their daughters, Olivia and Bella, could gain entrance. And uh, they also, uh, he wants to take the stand too. I'm curious what their side of the story is. I'm not going to lie. She feels that there's been so much damage done publicly. The only way for her to counter it is to fight the case in court. Well, so, I mean, but is she innocent or is she still guilty? I mean... Well, I think she's ple- pleading ignorance. She didn't oh. know she was breaking the law. Good luck with that, okay. huh? Okay,
2: yeah. Ignorance does not always work. In the hey,
4: the, the, the uh, champion on Jeopardy! continues tonight, by the way. He's still winning. And Jeopardy! host Alex Trebek this morning gave GMA an update on his battle with pancreatic cancer.
7: I'm fighting through it. My platelets, my blood counts are steady. My weight is steady. Mm -hmm. Uh, The numbers that indicate the cancer cancer indicators, those are coming down. So I've got another chemo uh, next week, and then we'll do uh, a review to find out where things stand.
2: And the host of, yes, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's really great news because we all know that pancreatic cancer is, Usually terminal. Yeah. So I'm glad he's in good spirits. I'm glad he's fighting it. I'm glad it seems to be going well. So we'll definitely keep praying for him. Uh, absolutely. And uh, Jimmy Fallon from the Tonight the Tonight Show has some comments
4: on a new presidential poll that's out.
0: Let's get to some news here today. A new CNN poll came out that shows Joe Biden is way ahead in the polls and leading Bernie Sanders by 24 points. You can tell Bernie's getting desperate today. He announced his new running mate is Arya Stark. <laughs> I read that a few candidates like John Hickenlooper are actually polling at zero percent. Zero percent—that's crazy. Not even John Hickenlooper supports John Hickenlooper. That's
2: impossible. <laughs> that was well, a good one. That's what you have. That's what you have when you have two thousand
4: candidates running. So. That's right. And the first, of course, the first uh, debates are coming up in June. It'll be interesting to see who makes the stage and who doesn't make the stage.
2: Well, I'm sure, are they going to do like they did with the Republicans and have two-tier debates? I have no idea. Haven't heard yet. Yeah, I don't think they've actually officially decided on them. They'll have to have three tiers if this if this <laughs> keeps going. <laughs>
4: the A-team, the B-team, and the
2: C-team. Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah. All right. Well, it turns out that certain things make you more likely to spoo B.S., Oh, okay. Researchers reviewed a lot of data that 15-year-olds from several different English-speaking countries, and they found that the boys from wealthier families are more likely to be BSers, <laughs> <laughs> which means that individuals who claim... We knew this. Individuals who claim knowledge or expertise in a certain area actually know little about what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And the countries with the uh, students that have done the most BSing the United States and Canada.
2: <laughs> no surprise so, there. So basically know-it-alls.
4: That's right. Yeah. Know-it-alls. And this it, is why
2: I don't like know-it-alls.
4: And, and, and guys at 15, the teen years, they do know everything. So,
2: Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Teenagers and older know-it-alls who really don't know it all, according to studies, even though we all <laughs> knew that. Um, more going on in Venezuela today. John Bolton, National Security Advisor, uh, in talking about this and what the Trump administration plans to do about the chaos there we have that in Orlando's news weather and traffic in two minutes this is PM Orlando it is time to update another top story for you right now Attorney General William Barr testified to the Senate today
5: Attorney General Bill Barr told senators that he called Robert Mueller after he received a letter from the special counsel in which Mueller claimed that Barr's summary of his report did not fully capture the context, nature, and substance of his conclusions.
6: I said, Bob, what's with the letter? You know, why don't you just pick up the phone and call me if there's an issue? And uh, he uh, said that They were concerned about the way the media was playing this.
5: Mueller's letter memorialized his objections and now senators from both sides want to hear from him. At the White House, John Decker, Fox News.
2: And the breaking news coming out of Fox News right now is that he will not, William Barr, will not testify to the House committee tomorrow. Updates on our top stories every 10 minutes here on WFLA.
5: Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from
0: iHeartRadio. So the Russian presence they took the gold out two months ago,
5: and now they're arming what's left of that government.
8: Well, that's why we say all options are on the table, and it's why we say the Monroe Doctrine is back.
2: Oh, National Security Advisor John Bolton saying the Monroe Doctrine is back. going all the way back to President James Monroe saying that any attack on this hemisphere is an attack on the United States, trying to send a message to Russia and China. Um, The big news yesterday on the show, of course, we're talking about it now, is what's going on in Venezuela as Juan Guaido, the interim president, is now saying it's time for Maduro to go, starting what he called Operation Freedom yesterday, which continues on today. There are protests in the street. But Maduro, who apparently was about ready to leave yesterday, this is according to Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, apparently the Russians told him to stay. So Russians meddling in things again. But National Security Advisor John Bolton talking earlier today about what the response of the U.S. is and that all options are on the table.
8: Well, we've made it clear for some time now that uh, the Maduro government, the Cubans, the Russians... Uh, should not do anything that puts innocent civilians in harm's way. Uh, We expect them not to go after Juan Guaido uh, and the opposition. Uh, We've made this as clear as we can. The president has said repeatedly, all options are on the table. We're not going to get into specifics. Uh, But it's one reason why we've tried to apply as much economic pressure on the regime and on Cuba as we have. We want to bring this to a peaceful resolution. That's our objective. That's the objective of the people of Venezuela. It's the regime that stands in the way.
2: Now, so far, there are no signs that we would actually intervene militarily, even though, as he said, Pompeo has said all options are on the table. What Trump is trying to do right now, he put out in a tweet um, last night, Basically, he wants to apply economic pressure to these other countries that are supporting, supporting the dictator, including Cuba, some kind of maybe economic blockade. If Cuba doesn't get out, maybe economic sanctions are involved in this. And Bolton was asked about this earlier. This is what he said.
8: Well, you know, the president has a habit of saying what he means and then carrying through on it. So if I were sitting in Havana, I'd pay very close attention to that. We've called Cuba, Nicaragua, and Venezuela the Troika of Tyranny uh, in the Western Hemisphere. Uh, we're very concerned about it because of the implications for the free countries in the hemisphere. And it's one important reason I think that people should understand uh, this is not just the United States concerned with what's happening in Venezuela. All over the hemisphere, democratic governments support Juan Guaido and the opposition.
2: Now, even though the administration is concerned and there are people like Rick Scott saying maybe we should intervene militarily, I am not seeing a lot of widespread support for that, even among many on the right. And in fact, it seems like most people on the right and left would be totally against any kind of U.S. military intervention in this conflict going on in Venezuela. One person who was making this point, and this is a point I've heard a lot from Trump supporters, basically saying that we're focused on the wrong things. If we think we should put the U.S. military in Venezuela, this is Tucker Carlson on his show talking about that very thing.
7: How exactly is any of this good for the United States? Our sanctions on Venezuela have already spiked our gas prices. That hurts our struggling middle class more than virtually anything we could do. So what's the point of doing that so our lawmakers can feel like good people? And if they are indeed good people, why do they seem to care more about Venezuela than they care about this country, the one that they run? They're happy to send our military to South America at the first sign of chaos, but U.S. troops to our own border to stem the tide of 100,000 uninvited arrivals a month? No way, they tell us. That's crazy talk. So what's the thinking here?
2: Right now, the mood of the country, really on the left and the right, is we need to start taking care of ourselves first, this country first. You know, Trump always says America first. Now. What the left and right want are different things. Obviously, Tucker Carlson Trump supporters want us to focus on the border security. Hey, forget about sending military to Venezuela. We need to send the military to our border to protect our own borders. And frankly, that's a pretty good argument when you think about it. But the mood of the country is right now, no more of these foreign wars, no more meddling in other countries. And that's why I, even though Trump says all options are on the table, I would be shocked If Trump actually intervened militarily in Venezuela, the only way I could see that happening is if maybe we did it in a backdoor way where other countries around Venezuela get involved and we kind of support them. But direct military intervention from the U.S. and Venezuela, I think, is very unlikely. But there is a lesson we can learn from Venezuela has to do with the Second Amendment. I'm going to talk about that in my commentary. We have Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. This is PM Orlando. Here is one of the top headlines for you right now. We have an update on the aftermath of that shooting at UNC yesterday. As the investigation continues into the deadly shooting, UNC Charlotte Chancellor Philip Dubois admits... This is still very raw for us. Tristan Terrell is in custody, charged with two murder counts and four more for attempted murder. Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Chief Kerr Putney says where Terrell opened fire on campus is significant.
0: Beyond that, I can't really get into specifics, so um, the choice of that building was uh, by design, was intentional.
2: A vigil is planned for this evening on campus. Exams at the school are postponed. Graduations will continue this week as scheduled. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. Updates on our top stories every 10 minutes here on WFLA. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and
0: traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA.
4: Every country has made crystal clear to Maduro and those who are supporting him, including the Cubans, Uh, taking, Taking out the duly elected leader, the constitutionally elected interim president in Venezuela, would be a significant escalation.
2: So what can we learn from Venezuela and what's going on there right now? Yesterday I talked a little bit about how we can learn from the fact that socialist dictatorship can rise almost anywhere. And remember that Hugo Chavez was elected democratically initially. This is why we have to be on our guard and protect the Constitution. But one thing we should protect as well is the Second Amendment. And this is a lesson on why we should. In fact, I wasn't the only one who said this. An MSNBC contributor, his name is Kerry Sanders, talking to Andrea Mitchell yesterday on MSNBC, actually kind of makes the point on why the Second Amendment's important and why Venezuela probably wish they still had it.
1: Kerry Sanders joins me now with more on the story. I know, Kerry, you've spent a lot of time down there. I think it has been surprising to a lot of people in Washington, in the administration at least, that this is taking longer than they thought, despite the sanctions, despite the pressure. With the help of Russia and other outside forces, Maduro is hanging on.
0: Not only hanging on, but he appears to still control the military. You have to understand, in Venezuela, gun ownership is not something that is open to everybody. So if the military have the guns, they have the power. And as long as Nicolas Maduro controls the military, he controls the country. And Juan Guaido and his supporters have tried to peacefully protest. They have gathered
8: in large numbers.
2: The people who have the guns have the power. I bring up this point every time we talk about the Second Amendment and people think I'm crazy. Oh, we could never stand up to the military here if they try to take over. Well, look at Venezuela. The people of Venezuela are trying to stand up now and take their country back. And a lot of times they have no chance because the people with the guns have the power. People in Venezuela used to be able to carry guns, but under Hugo Chavez... They were basically confiscated, and now the military there knows that any opposition, they're going to be able to fight back because the people aren't armed. This is one reason why we have the Second Amendment, so the people can have be a final check against a tyrannical government. Oh, it can't happen here. Well, I hope you're right, and I don't think it will anytime soon. But this is why we still need the Second Amendment. Smart Money Show with HBO coming up next. Catch you guys next time.
6: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky